record. Hello and welcome to Arkansas Chatters. I am one of your hosts, Frostbite, and tonight again we have Nightwolf. So what have you noticed in the lot in this? No, it did not. <laughs> so, So, what have you noticed in the last week? Not a whole lot. Still... We're starting to figure out the Biden thing. The, uh, what do you want to call it? The election scandal of hell? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Basically what it is, because... Uh, I think they finally decided to start charging him. Well, they're from what I'm seeing, they're investigating him based on the taxes. However, here's the problem. I found out um, that the Supreme Court has shut down the uh, Texas lawsuit. Yeah, but that was just the Texas lawsuit. Well, that was the big one. Yeah, but there's still more lawsuits to come. As soon as all 57 states get involved, then the Supreme Court don't have no choice but to do it. The problem, though, is, is that we know that California won't get involved, so that's not, you know, at this point, I think we're going to have to accept the fact that Biden will be taking the White House. Well, not necessarily, because the electoral votes could still change. Yeah, and that's what, in a couple of days, isn't it? Yeah, actually, I think it's Monday. Oh, that would be on. It would be awesome if they actually, you know, turned on him. Well, the electoral college is noticing that uh, that uh, all this scandal that's coming about, so they may end up overturning it. And that would be fantastic. Unless they just do like, like uh, unless they do like the media is doing, turn blind, blind eyes. Yeah. Well, I have a funny yeah, feeling that's... that's the case, what's the point in even voting anymore? Exactly. And yeah. that's kind of the vote. point. I wouldn't vote. I wouldn't even trust the government. Yep. <laughs> that's kind of the I point I've got on that. Anymore. Because it's, it's funny is that if the Republican Party pulled even a tenth of what the Democratic Party, there would be heads rolling. But because they're Democrats, yeah, all over the media. and the Democrats just turned a blind eye to it. Right. Yeah. Even if Biden does get into office, hopefully the Republicans will still start uh, throwing charges against people. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other thing that maybe that should happen is maybe <coughs> yeah, all of the Republican states succeed from the union. Because I think that should be the next round on that one, is that we go ahead and say, uh, we're done. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like Texas. They're wanting to become their own country. Well, yeah, that's what we're talking about, seceding from the Union. They tried to, they tried to during the Obama administration and failed. Actually, they tried to in Clinton and in Obama. Yeah. And it well, seems widespread in uh, Clinton's era. 
No, it wasn't. Um, no, the Obama administration has committed so many levels of uh, treason. It's unreal, and Texas is one yeah, of the only. Huh? Yeah, I think uh, Biden's under investigation as well. Yep. You just don't hear about it because they hadn't found Exactly. But everything, you know, just leads to the Biden family. So it kind of makes me wonder if the Democrats set the Biden up. I tend to agree on that one for a reason. And that is because they turned a blind eye completely on Hillary. I mean, really, when you get down to it, Hillary... But, you know, Hillary is a lot smarter than Biden. Well, yeah. And you know what, to me, a videotape of him saying that they did the corruption, to me, that would automatically disqualify him. Yes, I agree. And he actually admitted to it on field. Yep. So why, why didn't that disqualify him right there? Well, that's and what a, it is. Is the Republicans don't want to start another war? Exactly. Like, well, if you want to, if you want things to go back to the way it used to be, then you don't have no choice but to start the war. Exactly. Because you you're not going to talk to these people. Right. So I'm having to do something. Exactly. So why not do that to them? Right. But, you know, a hundred times worse. Exactly. And the fact is, is that we are literally looking at the end of the United States of America. Um, Yeah, we're looking at, yeah, we're looking at the end of this going into being China in charge. I don't think it'll be necessarily China. I think it's going to be... Yeah, China's the one that's doing all of this. The thing, though, is, is they're they just inf- pawns in this. Our, no, they infiltrated our colleges. That's why our college students are so damn stupid. Yeah. Uh, then they started putting spies in our government. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, it's... And most people don't catch this is, you know, that particular spy that you're talking about was a Democratic senator, if I understand, if I, or a Democrat congressman of some sort. Yeah. And... He was, the, he was he's in charge of the uh, intelligence community, or part of it. Well, and that's... Right. And the thing is, is that they were both set in place to weaken our defenses. To make it to right. where our defenses are moot, I mean, really want right. to get down to it. I mean, at this point, uh, I would say that Nancy Pelosi herself is guilty of treason and putting them in place because they knew there was no secret to this. This wasn't a shocker. And the people in the FBI could be uh, charged with treason as well. Exactly. Because they're the ones that covered it up. Right. I mean, that's what's scary. Me, you know, 
if any of them get, you know, if any of them been charged with treason, they should automatically go to the death penalty. Well, I would say if they're convicted. Right the firing squad. Well, I'd say if they're well, convicted. If they go to jail, they're convicted. If they go to jail, they're convicted. Not necessarily, because here's the thing: is when you get arrested, you know there is a process where they arrest you. Yeah. You have your attorney that's going to defend you in court. At that point, you know you're going to go through this lengthy procedure, and you'll have a trial by jury. And now, yeah, at, unfortunately, we got to pay for it. Right. And it shouldn't be it shouldn't be the American people that have to pay for it. This is so true. I would, I would say just go ahead and put them in front of the firing squad. Show these Democrats that we're not playing anymore. Well, we got to be careful on how we do it, um, because I mean, you saw what happened with the one um, politician who um, was threatening uh, Trumpers to begin with. But you know, her you know her attitude is and an uh, example. Go ahead. Yeah, she got stripped of all her. Uh, Right. We don't want to be, you know, causing the. We don't want to be causing the same kind of strife. After she got, um, the thing is, is after she got uh, demoted, Mm -hmm. kicked out, she still keeps on going, and she went on and started doing her little rant again. Mm -hmm. So to me, she should be fired, and she should not be able. I tend to 100% agree on that, but you know, we're talking about you know the actual charges on treason. It has to be to the point of the it's a sole conviction. Now, once they're convicted, you know it's going to be. Well, we know that, but the thing though is, is that again, we have to go with the procedures. That's the difference between a republic and a democracy. In a true democ in a true democracy, it's literally the mob rules. Well, that's kind of the problem. But you you know as well as I do, they're going to end up getting out of it. Yes, this is true. Why not just just cut out the middleman, just put them in front of some fire Well, and that's kind of like I said, yeah. You know, if we if they were convicted, yeah, it's, it's going to stay. Yeah, if they were truly convicted yeah, of treason, then yeah. Is, well, you know they're going to be convicted of treason. They're going to get a lesser charge. They're going to go more for the lesser charge. Yeah, and that's the sad part. But did you know? Have you have you ever have you ever read the treason part? Mm-hmm. Did you know they can only get I think it was five years in prison. And that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, it's ridiculous. But that if, the, if, if, you, if, you want to go, if you want to go the humane way, the government, just make sure they don't run for public office ever again. Yep. Yeah. They'll have to stick to a min, minimum wage job. Mm-hmm. They can't be a lawyer. They can't be a doctor. That sticks flipping burgers. Yep. Yeah. And I totally agree because here's the thing is that these people ha- you know, are proven to the public that they cannot be trusted 
with the resources that they've been entrusted with. Therefore, what they should have, or what they do have, should be taken away. Right. And And yet, that that goes with the Republicans as well, because I know there's a few Republicans already. Mm-hmm. And the Bible actually talks about that. You've heard the story of the talent of the Tillens. My, my, my thing is, instead of just slapping them on the wrist, actually do something about it. Right. That's my thing. Uh, the problem that we're running into is that we're running into a, create, a problem where how do we stop these monsters without becoming the very monsters they are? That's the only way you're going to stop a monster, is becoming them. But we have enough common sense to go back to normal. But at what point? But at what point? That's the problem, is that we have to figure out where that line is first. Well, you know where that line is. I mean, you and I know where that line is. Here's the problem. I imagine they know. Well, here's the problem, though, is, is that, again, we're running into... We have stripped all aspects of morality out of our government system. Everything is technicalities. And we're missing the spirit of the law. And that's the pro- ultimately is going to be a problem right there. Is So there's not going to be an easy way for us you know, as a whole to be able to agree on where the line is. You you like to take the uh, the humane way, and I'm just the opposite. You know, if you're gonna uh, treat me like crap, why not treat you like crap? Well, and I do agree with that. Do not get me wrong. But the one I'm looking at is that on a moral standard, we have we have to as a society we have to agree on a moral standard. And there is uh, in line of the problem. Moral? What do you well, consider as moral? Well, killing inhumanely would be one. Um, now, why is killing human- inhumane uh, unmoral? Well, would you want it being done to you? If I did something wrong, you can kill me any way you want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. I got. I got but you're also one of the rare people but you're one of the rare people that recognizes if I've done the crime I should do the time right. that's something that's not in society anymore and that's where we're running into the problem we fell into that we fell into the democrat narrative where we said wrong but he's going to spike you on the wrist and send you on your way mm-hmm and that's where I'm saying is we have to figure out as a whole of the society, not as yeah, on the individual level, it's easy. Let me ask you this, what would you do? If we're talking about, you know, a crime, it depends on the severity of the crime. If we're talking you know, well, if, if they create if they created treason, what would you do? If they're committing treason, I no think no matter what the I think that they should serve for treason itself, depending on what they've done, 
like in Nancy Pelosi's case, where it's not just a little treason we're talking about literally trying to annihilate our country, I would say execution is the minimum. Now, well, I would say the minimum. That, you know, anything past that, you know, if we were looking at torture, fine, make her a murder. But when we're talking about somebody that um, accident, you know, accidentally let information because they were tortured in war, well, yeah, that is treason. There is a point where we have to consider it. Somebody's being tortured. They're they're not going to live anyway. This is true, but the thing. Not necessarily. Yeah, you're gonna be tortured by some. You're gonna be tortured by somebody uh, opening their legs to you. Call that torture? Well, hold on for a That's second. Look at. Well, look at it like this: is that you've got people that came from North Korea that were held and tortured, and they finally released them what four years ago? And I don't, the, I don't think they uh, released all of them. But they released but some of them. You know what their torture was. If I remember right, basically just being in jail and not being fed like they should. No, there was they much really more to it than that. If I remember right, there was much more to their torture, including um, making them eat um, foods that were literally poisonous. Um, there was, if I remember right, they did do the bamboo shoots. They did all sorts of things to get information out of out of our soldiers. Very few people, but there are people that do survive. Barely, but they do survive. And in those... They did it the inhumane way, basically. Right. But in those cases... Well, would that make any difference for what we do? Well, here's the thing. is that at that point, okay, let's look at this. You have a soldier that we get him back, but he, you know, they did torture him and he cracked. Should he be executed for cracking? Yeah. What makes you say so? Because he gave out our secrets. Here's the problem, though, is is that... Because if you, if you just throw him in jail, what's that going to do? Well, I'm not even sure that... He, he, he gets uh, three square meals a day. He gets to work out. He gets to watch TV. So mm-hmm. what good is that? What, what good is that? But here's the thing, though, is is that they cracked him. That wasn't that was involuntary, and that's what I'm trying to get at. This that's the type of where the gray area is. You see what I'm saying? There, I'm saying you you prefer to do it the humane way, and I don't. <laughs> I well, prefer you know punishment if it's the right punishment. But like I said, though, yeah, again, you're looking at gray areas where you're getting to a point where, when you're looking at somebody that's being tortured, but, yeah, that's. But if they can, if they can tell yeah. us their secrets, then you know, I'll, I'll give them that. You know, I'll let them know. Mm-hmm. But, but if they're gonna give away our secrets and not get anything from them. What makes you think that he's not going to be a spy for them? This is true. 
but again we're looking at gray areas when we're looking at you know the legalities and that's where the problem runs into is the law and the spirit of the law um, when we're talking about you know treason and the aspect of what Nancy Pelosi has done where she has deliberately put the American people in jeopardy not just once but multiple times not and completely on her own volition when you really look at it it's not that she was being tortured or anything of that nature this was completely with a malicious intent that is the case where yes she should be put in front of a firing squad and make it public but when we're talking about somebody that you know that's been in a prison camp for years and they finally crack him. Understand that guy right there, the fact that you know, if we get him back, he's never going to be the same. Well, he's, you know, the faint thing is, is most of those military people, unless you're a general or intelligence, <coughs> most of them ain't going to be able to give you no secrets. They might be able to give you little bits of information, but yes, you're not right, not and they really. do. You might get a little bit more. Well, it depends. I mean, here's the thing: is some information can look, you know, some of the important information can literally be stuff that you know the upper the upper ups don't know. That it can be just a password to a compromised machine that no, you know, very few people know is compromised. So, they got people there that can uh, hack through our system no problem. This is true. So why, why would they want to torture? Why would they want to torture somebody? It depends. If they torture somebody, they they do it for the fun of it. This is true. Um, like I said, though, there are there are example yeah, exceptions to rules, and that's where we get into those gray areas where. Like I said, if we're looking at a prisoner of war that we've gotten back. Yeah, he may have given away a secret, but he was tortured and broken. This guy is not going to be right in the head for the rest of his life. He will have PTSD. So go ahead and get put him out of his misery. Well, be right in the head. that's actually, I think it should be his choice. You see, because here's the thing: is yeah. that he was the one that sacrificed everything for our country. Yeah, they broke right. him, but right. he he gave up everything, so it should be yeah. his call. And it, you know, at that point, that's you know, if we're looking at that as putting him out of his misery, that would be an honor killing. You know, this might sound cruel, cruel mean, but why should us taxpayers have to put up that? Well, why should we have to put the bill for that? This is true. Um, here's the thing: like, especially let's look at Vietnam War, for example. That was literally a draft. The soldiers that were coming, right? They shouldn't. The Vietnam War, we should never gotten involved with to begin with. There's no question to that. But something that happened at the, you know, when pe- when soldiers start coming back from the Vietnam War. Well, his soldiers were being treated hor- you know, horribly. And it's not like these soldiers went there by choice. They were drafted. And 
we yeah, want. There's a, there's ways to beat the draft. But not everybody can they beat that. Beat or at least most most of them knew how to beat it. But, but you know, and it's like they said the Vietnam War is you're basically signing your own death warrant. Because mm-hmm. going to Vietnam was basically a suicide mission. Yes, it was. And really, you know, when we went, that's one of the things that I found that was really interesting in studying it was when we went to war with them initially, we thought it was going to be an easy victory. You know that, right? Right. But yeah. what made going to be there as long as we were? Mm-hmm. We thought it was going to be one of those we stomp a little bit and they back up. No. They actually used guerrilla tactics, which was something that our military was not equipped to handle at the time. Never used to. Right. right. No, we use it now. We're equipped with it now. Well, but, you know what the funny thing is, is they got us beat in uh, personnel, but we got them beat in technology. Right. But that's an example. That's a classic example of technology versus skill. If you don't, you know, just because you have the technology, if you don't have any skill, it's not going to be any suitable replacement for skill. Right. I mean, it's just when you get down to it. I mean, yes, technology is great. It's dandy to use it if we're using it correctly. But if we don't have the skill to handle it without that technology, yeah. it's absolutely you know useless. The bad part is, they know how to hide better than we do. Yep. They know how to hide better than we do. And that's well, bad. A lot of that has to do with as their much terrain. Jungle as we got around here, as much jungle as we got around here, you figure we'd know how to hide. Well, the thing though is, is that our terrains are very different from that and from here to there. Our military knows how to hide in our terrains, but you're right. But we're well, no, not quite. Different trees, um, different leaf patterns. All of that has a lot to do with that. When you stop to think about uh, camouflage patterns and so forth, because that's guess why, what? I think that's why they went to the di- digital print. I think. I think that's why they went to the digital print. Mm-hmm. So again, you're looking at there. They had this. They had the home field advantage. One. Well, Two. look at their uniforms compared to ours. Mm-hmm. Ours are more camouflage than theirs. Mm-hmm. Most of the most of them just wore just plain green. Mm-hmm. Which al- which allowed them to blend in with the general public, which made it very easy for ambush attacks. Right. And that was the thing. Was we had we had never seen that. We yeah, had we n- we've seen we, it in uh, the first war and the second war, but we'd never seen it to the degree that they were using it. They used a lot. We assumed that the civilians, that anybody, you know, that their military would be strictly in military outfits, well, and we what would they be used a, compared to what we used. Was totally different than uh, what they used. They used little kids. Mm-hmm. We didn't use it. We didn't use kids. We knew better. Well, that's and that's also the thing is, is they use the fact that we have what's called rules of engagement. Yeah. And rules of engagement, we you know there are certain things that we will not do under any circumstances. Right. 
and they use that against us. And that's, again, you're running into the very problem. How do you stop these monsters without being the very same monsters that they are? How would you do that? That's the question. I don't really know, other than straight-up spying and espionage, where you're finding the... Basically doing what they're doing to us. Exactly, but without using kids. Yeah, having to find that fine, very fine line that it has to be ridden, though. Because otherwise, then why, you know, why do our soldiers deserve to live and theirs don't? Yeah. You know, why, you know, you see what I'm saying? But, you know, on, their gr- on the ground crews, they have more people on the ground than we do. Mm-hmm. Let's say they got 3,000 people in their in one platoon and we may only have a couple of hundred in the platoon. Mm-hmm. So in all reality, they're gonna outfight us, but we got more modern weapons than what they have, so mm-hmm. when it comes to that we got overpower them with our weapons. Well that and you know, that was that was the only thing that kept them from totally dominating us was our technology. But because right. of the fact that they were they had the decided home advantage and they were willing to break rules of engagement that we had, there was no way we could fully beat them. Yeah. I think me and you need to do a challenge. We need to get what? Me and you need to do a challenge. <laughs> Well, and it's we'll, ca- go out, we'll go out in the woods here, mm-hmm. and we'll see if we can find each other. We'll go to over Japan or Vietnam and see if we can't find each other. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. But it's also yeah. kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing. If you and I were to spar, yeah. chances are you're going to overpower me for one reason: is rules of engagement. I'm trained hardcore in martial arts, where we have. You know, hardcore rules of engagement. We don't attack this way. You know what I mean? Right. You're going to use whatever tool you got. Yeah, I'm going to use the Street Fighter's tools. Exactly. So you have actually a better chance at beating me than I have at you, you know, beating you because, you know, the, the rules of engagement are completely different. <laughs> You're going to use... What I, what, I, what I would do is have you, have you in one of the... Uh, Vietnam's uh, war uniforms, and I'll be in the U.S. war uniform. Mm-hmm. And we'll see who can find who. Yep. Well, and the other thing that the Vietnamese did that was very interesting was their weapons were very unconventional. Yeah, because they, they still had the World War II type weapons. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and we were expecting um, them to have... Yeah, we knew they had unconventional weapons, but we didn't realize how in how well that they could come up with their own rigs with it. Right. So they we made, they they knew how to make bombs. Exactly. They had a decided advantage because we underestimated them. Yeah. And they, on the other They're hand, well, that's the thing is that. And this is my thing. If I would get into an actual... When I spar in tournaments, for example. 
I assume that my opponent can do anything and everything. Right. I assume that they're invincible. That's my mentality. It's that way I'm not going, oh, I can beat them. No, I'm trying to beat them. But the fact is, is that I assume that they can do anything and everything. Okay. Let me I, ask you this. So, when, when, you're, when you're sitting there sparring, mm-hmm. do you actually sit back and watch what they do? Most of the time, yes, especially in tournaments. Um, I hate being the first to go because that's for that very reason. I like to watch my opponents and so study their moves. You can't, you can't sit there and fight and study them at the same time? I can, but it's not. It's different. When you're seeing it from the outside, you can see yeah. different types of openings better than you can in the ring. Right. And so I prefer to have a chance to watch my opponent in action before I fight them. Right. But... You know, you have yeah. You know, in all reality, you have to um, be able to study them in both areas. But like I said, though, if you can see it ahead of time, you have a better chance. But like I said, I don't. And you know, I always anticipate that they are capable of much more than I am. Um, that way, I'm not underestimating them on purpose. I look for the way their stances work, what legs do they favor, what arms do they favor. I'm looking for the way that they block. So basically what you're saying is you're looking for their weak spots. Yes, I'm looking for weak spots, but also I'm looking for their strengths. Their strengths are very important because you want to know what to avoid. What's that? Huh. Oh, I got you a little piece of news that was interesting. I didn't get a chance to share this with you. Give me one second. So, there is actually a Democrat. This is the first Democrat that I've seen that actually has a brain. Her name is Tuis... There's actually quite a few, but they're too scared to talk. Yeah, this is true. Well, her name is uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and she unveiled right. the Protect and Protect Women's Sports Act. It is to limit female sports to biological females. Right. Well, and ever since the transgender issues came into play, we have seen trans women, you know, men that identify as, or men who identify as women, right. go and start playing in female sports. Against women. Right. And they dominate. And it is strictly because the physical prowess is very different. Right. The, the mentality is different. Everything right. about you know, a man is different, biologically different from a woman. Right. Not saying that a man is superior. Right. But the mentality is completely different. It takes the playing... It literally makes it impossible for women in those leagues... Well, it just, it just goes to show you that the morals are out the door. Right. But this woman actually is trying, you know, is trying to put that in, make it to where, um, with, you know. Yeah, it has to be biologically a woman so that it makes the playing field even. Right. And that's the way it should be. Transgender, if they're, if they're going to do that, they should have their own support. Exactly. 
It should be a transgender against a transgender. Mm-hmm. Not a regular female. Exactly. Because you know they have you know trans you know trans women have a decided advantage over you know, tradi- you know biological women. Because you know they're going to overpower their opponent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to think about the level of adrenaline in a trans woman. You know the adrenaline just on a chemical level. You know somebody that's yeah. biologically a male is much more aggressive. Well, it, it ain't just a chemical. They're going to overpower the other person because they're a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. It ain't just because the chemical part. This is true. But what I was talking about is, <coughs> excuse me, on the chemical level, when you're looking at specifically testosterone, testosterone is one of the things that determines an athlete's a level of aggression. It has to do with the strength. Aggression and the strength of the person. Mm-hmm. And when you have a biological male that is producing ten times the amount of testosterone than a biological female, of course they're going to be much more aggressive, naturally. (coughs) Not saying that women can't be aggressive in their own deal, but what I'm saying is that... they're going to be aggressive in a different way. Right. And... So for, you know, trans women, that literally creates a massive advantage for them. But, you know, women's actually started that anyway. Mm-hmm. You notice that? Yep. But before, before all this transgender started, the women, they say, oh, we can do better than men. Mm-hmm. We can fight better than men. And, you know, they have did their little fights and everything. Yeah, there are certain women that can outdo a man. I, I get that. But why would they even do that? Right. And it comes down to a point. I've seen a, I've seen a kickboxer, a female kickboxer and a male kickboxer. Well, a female kickboxer kicked a male's ass. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Well, and usually what it comes down to it in... Yeah, and when we're talking about men and women in the same sport, usually the man is physically stronger, it's not as fast. Where the woman is going to be significantly weaker, but much faster. And so it kind of creates a bounce. They're not necessarily weak either. Because there are some women that are going to outlift the guy. Mm hmm. But if you'll notice, in those women that cannot lift guys, their level of testosterone is much higher, too. Right. Now, you know, when it comes to track and field, yeah, a woman's going to outrun us because they got a smaller body. Exactly. They're more, they're more aerodynamic than what we are. So say, less wind resistance. Well, yeah. depends on the, uh, on the body because, like, if you got a woman that's very top-heavy, yeah, you know, she's going to have a little bit more wind resistance. However, if you got you know you know a young girl that's you know not very top heavy, she has next to no wind resistance compared to a man. Right. And you know also you th- you think about you know in running, women have a decided advantage.
because their bones are, you know, actually significantly lighter. They're not near as dense as a man's. That gives them a decided advantage in running. Now, when it comes to volleyball, that can go either way, really. Well, and yeah, and I agree. Well, you got to think about this. You've got the lighter bones give them the ability to move faster and more uh, agile. However, men have a tendency to be very aggressive in the way that they, you know, strike and move. So there, there are trade-off pros and cons in that aspect. And now you see they're trying to start off, start these uh, women football leagues. Mm -hmm. What woman in her right damn dang mind would want to play football? Well, I, I kind of ask the same question about men. Why do, why do we have to be that stupid to play football? Yeah. I, I just don't see the point in chasing the ball down the field. Me neither. And they get paid millions of dollars to do that. Yeah. I think, I think they're the ones that should be underpaid. Yeah. I, I think that and should be that, that they're paid no more than the soldier gets paid. I think the soldiers should be paid and the cops should get paid more than... <coughs> Yeah. Who, who cares if they hit a uh, full hand string, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and you know a lot of the... Paid a million dollars to do that. Mm-hmm. You know that a lot of their money that they're paid is because their team doesn't pay for their insurance. They pay for their own insurance. Right. And that ex- that insurance is not cheap. Not by any stretch of the imagination, right. and it, but they still shouldn't get paid that much. Well, it's almost a way to compensate. That's the thing; is it's a way to compensate. I think what needs to happen is that the leagues are responsible for the insurance, and then the players get you know paid, you know, balance it out. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I th- you know what they get paid. Is what, should, what the military should get paid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, heck, the military, you know, you've got people in the military that are... Ma- yeah, and they're getting paid next to nothing. Right. And, yeah, their lives are literally on the line every single day. Right. And, war, yeah. and not to mention... And this is not to diminish a football player. I mean, you really think about it is, in many ways, they do put their lives on the line, but that's on a volunteer basis, one. Yeah. And well, two... Nowadays, military is voluntary. Mm-hmm. When, and that puts it to where they should be paid about the same. Right. But you know, if you look at the military, it's somebody's got to do the job. Where in you know football or any major you know major sport, no one's got to do it. It's not a necessary thing. If anything, it's the least necessary thing in our country. Right. Yeah, you know, if I would have stayed in shape and everything like that, and played football like I did back in, I probably hmm. think differently. But here's you the thing, is stop to think about this for a second, is do you realize how few football players 
actually make it from high school all the way to the NFL. Very few. Yeah, very few. And well, most of them got to go off to college anyway. Well, before the, they even go to the NFL. Well, you'll go in the high school, you know, then you go to college. Most of the athletes in college end up getting injured and losing right. their entire athletic career. Right. And so that's kind of one of the reasons why I go, why would anybody want to do that? To do that? Right. The odds were so much you know, against you that it's unreal. And re- the reason why they want to do that is because they know they're going to get paid. Mm. So if they actually paid the military like that, you'll have a lot more people going into the military. Exactly. And maybe we might have be able to restart. the police department. Mm-hmm. You know, if the police department got to pay, you'll have a lot more people going in. Mm-hmm. Well, and something, you know, when you think about it like that, it's kind of the same thing with teachers. I mean, truth be told, you know, with my kids home, you know, because of COVID contact, um, and with COVID about to shut down our entire country again, I don't think it was Well, anyway, you look at the one thing I've learned, you know, with all this COVID is that whatever they're paying the teachers is not enough. Yeah, we knew that from the get-go before COVID even started. That's why we we got teachers now that don't want to teach. Mm-hmm. They don't get paid to teach. Right. Well, the material that they're teaching is nothing but bogus anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, it's not only that it's bogus, but you look at, you realize that a teacher, you know, their classroom decorations, all of the teaching tools that they use, anything that's not a part of the actual curriculum, they pay right. for out of pocket. Yeah, and which they shouldn't have to. Right. The should be the one that provides that, considering that's coming out of our taxpayer's money. Exactly. So where is our taxes actually going? It's going in the politicians' pockets, as always. I don't, think, I don't even think it's going into politicians' pockets anyway. I think it's going to China. Yeah. This is very true. But yeah, I don't, I'm looking at our country going, what the hell is going to happen next? For the next four years, we're not going to have a country. Yeah, this is true. I mean, and it's pe- going to take a hell of a lot longer for us to get back to normal mm-hmm. if we keep the Democrats in office. Yep. I don't think we'll ever get to normal if the Democrats you know, stay in office. Right. Because they're going to do everything in their power to stop us. Right. Um, you saw that uh, Facebook has uh, now being sued for two separate antitrust lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a prime example of, you know, that's one of the rare times. But where here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're getting sued, right? Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? The most of a million dollars and slap them on the wrist and put them on their way? Well, they could break them up. No, they could tell them to shut down and never reopen. This is true. They can also break the companies up. Well, and you think about how many different companies in the last 12 years that Facebook has purchased. That I don't know. You would be surprised. 
many technologies that we have in Facebook is because it was acquired by buying out another company. Um, and it's a very large amount, and that's one of the reasons why um, why looking at breaking them up would be reasonable. Um, also, the fact that they're selling our data to people that we have no clue who they're, you know, what they're giving they're it. Selling it to Russian, uh, they're selling it to Russia and China. Mm-hmm. Including location information, anything of that nature, and that. I mean, yeah, it's in our end-user license agreement, but isn't that kind of unethical? And you know, the whole bug thing is not pissing anybody off. Mm-hmm. Because nobody actually knows anything about it because the media keeps it locked down. Mm-hmm. And it gets very, very, you know, hush-hush that they're even trading with the ba- you know, with our enemies to begin with. Yeah. It kind of makes you wonder how much these people are actually getting paid. Yeah. Um, did you see in North Korea that they're do, they're pulling a really drastic stunt with COVID? If you are suspected of having COVID, they kill you. Yeah. And that, that's basically their form of uh, uh, population control. Well, at the rate they're going, we may not have a there may not be a North Korea because there may be they may run out of people. I could just see that one. I could see that one now. Kim Jong Un's just waiting for the next moron. Yeah, come on in here. I'm just sharpening my knife. I thought he was just a Central Korea. No, Kim Jong Un is the uh, dictator of North Korea. Um, as South Korea, I cannot remember the president there. They have a. Uh, South Korea actually has more of a democracy than anything where North Korea is strictly communistic. Right. I think, uh, was it Japan or Thailand? Right there in the middle? Well, Japan is a little, is a bunch, is already a whole bunch of islands that's further off. Thailand is kind of a little bitty um, area, kind of in between North, uh, between South Korea and China, but they're more yeah, of uh, North, huh? Uh, between North Korea and South Korea is Vietnam, isn't it? No, um, Vietnam is actually closer to uh, India. Oh, okay. okay. Um, between North Korea and South Korea is what's called the DMZ, right. which we man. And that is probably one of the most tense areas to to live in. Right. Because it's I mean, easy to get out of South Korea, but it's hard as hell to get out of North Korea. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta think about this: is nobody approaches the DMZ. Right. And I mean, nobody. Because you have the armies on both sides, all it takes is someone to trip the wrong way. And well, you got uh, North Korea on one side, and South Korea on the other side. Mm-hmm. South Korea will, will let you come through, right? Because they know how North Korea is. 
but yeah, you get me wrong. They, they will give you a third degree. But North Korea, on the other hand, oh yeah, yeah. they're just itching for a fight. Right. So yeah, that's and that's. This country is going to end up being like them. Mm-hmm. Look at look at California. Oh yeah. Look, look at look at the governor there. He's a dictator. Oh yeah. Same way with uh, New York. He's mm-hmm. a dictator. Oh yeah. They're trying to be like uh, the North Korean guy. Exactly. And yet they they're the same ones that accuse. These same assholes are the same ones that literally accuse. Uh, Trump supporters are being communists, and it's like, no, wait a minute here. Hey, you uh, know, this this should teach the Republicans or the government that if somebody's blaming you for something, I tell you, it's that group that's doing it, not the Mm-hmm. Uh, question. So that, that should that should teach them a lesson. Exactly. It's like um, some of the history stuff I'm having to go through with one of my kids. Um, we're going over the difference between the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists. And if you really look at it, the Federalists were well, essentially were what bec- what the Democrats be- what become the Democrats. Right. And the Non-Federalists were what what we consider the Republicans. And the reason why is, you think about the Republicans do not believe that the federal government should be dallying in everybody's life. But the Democrats believe that they have a right to choose when you take a shit. Yeah, basically. And that's basically what you call a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Dictatorship. It ain't a democracy, that's dictatorship. Yep. But they try to... People don't understand that. Well, they try to paint it as democratic socialism. That's like saying it. You know, we grew up in school and everything. You know, we shouldn't know the difference between dictator and you know the other. Mm -hmm. We should know the difference between them. Mm -hmm. So why is it that when uh, Democrats tell tell you, you know, this time to go take a dump, why would you want to listen to that? Exactly. My body tells me when to go take a look. Yep. But they want to control anything and everything. And they they brand it as democratic socialism um, because it sounds less dangerous. Yeah. But it's it's communism. Yeah. Communism is the greatest. Mm-hmm. There really is not a difference. And I'm sorry, but the general public, whether you're calling it the government or you know, the general democratic world, they have no business saying when I can go to the bathroom, what I can buy, how much I can earn. They have no business in that. They have no business deciding who gets to have children and who doesn't. Exactly. But see, and that's the thing, is our founding fathers literally were 
against everything that the Democratic Party tries to push. They didn't believe that a government had ever should have the right to have as much control as they have. What I don't get is why people are calling for it. Well, here's what's happening. I mean, you look at 9-11, and very few people caught it. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, If you look at 9-11, what happened was World Trade Center bombing happens, right? Right. And everybody got scared that we're going to be attacked again. So what did we do? We t- you know, tightened up all the security, gave an independent company called TSA mm-hmm. a whole lot of power that they did not deserve to have right. in the name of safety. Right. So we bartered our freedom. We gave up our freedom for safety. Right. Well, the thing is that the Democrats saw that yep. and said, hey, look, we got a new tool. But who came up with the uh, TSA? Now the TSA came out. Well, Terminal Airport, you know, security who had came up with it. I'm not. Democrats came up with it. Are you sure? Check into it. Okay. Yeah, that's one I'll have to research. But I know that they didn't originally have near the power that they have now. And the power that they have now is unfettered and unchecked. And so, again, that comes into a problem. But, again, like I said, we're sacrificing our freedom for, you know, the the illusion of safety. Truth be told, don't matter what, what the terrorist has up there. They they can take down the plane. Well, you know, to me, my, to me myself, is the Democrats are terrorists. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they've always been a terrorist since day one. Well, no, they hadn't always been terrorists. They used to have to be some decent people. Well, stop and think about it. Since their inception, the same founding. Yeah, but when, when when did this uh, deception start? Well, their inception started um, the beginning of the right before the Civil War. It was literally there was no deception to it. No, no inception. They were just looking for a better life. No, we're not talking about deception. I'm saying inception. Their creation. Their whole purpose was to oppose the freeing of slaves. That that was their whole reason to exist. Yeah. Okay. From day one, the very founding, uh, the very first Democrats were also the founding fathers of the KKK. These people have always been evil. Who was the Who was the one that brought the black soldiers? Who Who brought the what? Black soldiers. The blacks, and that was well actually before the Democrats and Republicans, that was actually even before the United States as a whole existed, It was they were still colonies. But that had a lot more to do with England and France than anything. 
Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until um, Abraham Lincoln it came into play that we really started going, hmm, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. But wasn't, mo- it, wasn't it a general that brought him over? Um, or, some, or some farmer? N- well, I don't remember the whole details on it. Um, there, were, yeah, there was a lot yeah, of farmers. It's been, it's been so long. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, there was a lot. It had to do with a lot with growing crops, but to remember that the African Americans weren't the first slaves in. in uh, the cotton, you know, the continental part of the U.S. in North America. Right. Truth be told, it was the Native Americans. Yep. But we also had Irish, we had Chinese, we even had Indian slaves. Uh, yeah. India Indian slaves. Right. We even had white slaves. Mm-hmm. We had so, white slaves before we had Indian slaves. Mm-hmm. We had every other kind of slave before we had black slaves. Yeah. So what makes the blacks any different? Exactly. They don't. They don't. But they, you yeah. know. We, until, even now that today, we're still slaves. Mm-hmm. They just don't see it. Exactly. And it's still, it, it's, what it is, is it's a narrative to try to keep our country divided so that the real bad guys can come in and screw us all over, like they always right. do. Right. I mean... I'm not a racist by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm sorry, but if you're voting for a Democrat, you need to have your head, have your head examined. Well, I'm going to tell you straight up now, yeah, I'm racist. I'm a racist against humans. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you're white, yellow, black, green. If you're a human, I hate you. Mm-hmm. So let, let's see them do, uh, do something with that. Oh, they'll find something. They'll just call you a hater and... Well, I imagine they'll think of something stupid. Yeah. And you know it'll always be, burn the witch, burn the witch. Yeah, burn me, Tim, burn me. <laughs> you know this damn world. <laughs> like, I'm tired of seeing y'all screwing this world up. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and that's the other thing, too, is that the Democrats have always used fear as a way to manipulate the general population. Here's the thing, it's not just Democrats. Well, most politicians in general, yes. But some Democrats will state fact. They take it too far. Well, most politicians, well, most, you know, non-Democrats will state (laughs) a fact. Okay? Um... They'll state what their inti- what their opponent intends to do. That's an actual fact, okay. However, what a Democrat does is say, "Well, if you don't vote for me, you're going to lose this, this, and this, and this." Right. Mind you, that the that Republican didn't say crap about that. Right. Well, here's the thing: you know, when it comes to a debate, who do you think is going to argue? It's going to be a Democrat. Argues don't Democrat. Or don't argue. Mm. Yeah, they so just lie. We'll argue with a person will be a Republican. Mm-hmm. They would they would gladly sit down with you and argue with you. In debate. Argues. Yeah. A Democrat will not. 
This is absolutely true. Okay. Did you did you see the um, house hearing when they were doing that uh, Texas uh, lawsuit? Mm-hmm. Did you actually watch some of that? No, I didn't really get to watch much of it. Um, well, when it came to the Democrats to ask questions, you know what they did? What's that? They said that they said this was unconstitutional, so they're not going to ask questions, so they're out of this. Mm-hmm. But basically, they excuse themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. To me, if I was a Democrat, I would sit there and want to argue with them. Yeah. That way, they know my point of view. Mm-hmm. They know where you. Their point of view. They know where you stand. Right. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. But a, a Democrat will not sit there and debate. Mm-hmm. Because they know their their way of thinking is wrong. Well, that, and they're going to lie through their teeth anyway. Right. That's just how they work. Right. Sounds like you're outside. Huh? Sounds like you're outside. No, I'm actually in the bedroom. Yeah, is it raining in your bedroom? Yeah, it's raining outside and, you know, it's falling on the tin roof. I can hear it through your end, but I can even hear it in my house. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty loud over here. It's hitting pretty hard. Uh, you got any tech news for us this time? Uh, not at this time. I've been trying to do a little research here and there on the PHP uh, 8. And that's actually been really interesting looking into it. It's... Um, some of the stuff is going to save me many lines of code. Some other things, it's like, hmm, I wonder how much it's going to break other projects. So it's interesting, you know, back and forth. Um, as a matter of fact, I almost switched um, to... P I tried to PHP 8 on my hosting server and ran into some problems with the way that certain... Uh, subroutines work um, with my um, content management system just don't work very well. So until I can figure out a way to and, and either they patch it or I find a way to create an adapter protocol to it um, I can't use that on my main server yet. <coughs> Which sucks. Okay. Cool. So there's only so much I can tinker with it um, as much as I want to. Yeah. Well, when it comes to uh, web browsers, which web browser do you prefer? I have... I have... My personal preference, what I personally prefer is Chrome. Now, um, Edge, you yeah, know, the uh, new Microsoft... Have you done your, uh, have you done your research on that DuckDuckGo? No, um... I have not actually had a chance to play with that yet. Um, but if I remember right, uh, Firefox uses uh, DuckDuckGo as their default in you know, a search engine. Well, I'm not really sure about that. But the uh, only thing I've heard so far about DuckDuckGo, it don't have all that pull that Chrome or Google or Yahoo. It's right. Or Bing. You don't have all that other crap on it. Mm-hmm. They say it's a better search engine than the rest of them. Well, I don't the, know. I haven't tried to do it. 
Well, and you got to think about there is a difference between a web browser and a search engine. A search engine is essentially a website that you go to where you search. Well, you know what I mean. Right. But as far as a web browser, my personal preference for what I use, I prefer Chrome. However, in a pinch, Firefox, and if I absolutely have to, have the new Microsoft Edge. That's only if I have no other choice. Well, Bing is a Bing is a search engine that Microsoft recommends, and I'm not a big fan of Bing by any stretch of the imagination. Well, no, Bing is a search engine. You can go to Bing.com and search all day long the same way that you go to Google.com and search. I just I don't like the way that the engine works. Yeah. It's it's actually what used to be MSN's um, search engine. Right. Um, you got to remember so. that that Microsoft years ago they bought Hotmail, okay. and then they've repurposed Hotmail to become Outlook.com. And Bing is kind of that same way. You had um, their MSN network that they created years and years and years ago. Um, starting, well, I don't think it started with Web TV, but Web TV was one of the big things that used it. It was Microsoft's uh, search network, is what they called it. And it was uh, at the time that they created it. It was a alternative to AOL's search engine. And, well, Microsoft, over the years, decided they're going to depreciate the MSN search engine and focus more on a new rebranding. And that's what Bing is, is the rebranded MSN search engine. And it, I just, I don't feel like it's... I just really didn't care for Bing. Yeah, it's it's not anywhere near as useful as Google will ever be. Well, uh, I use Firefox more than anything. Yeah, well, as far as a browser, like I said, I have a preference to Chrome, but that has a lot of it has to do with developmental stuff that I do. That right. Chrome seems to handle a little bit better than Firefox. Yeah. However, Firefox is a lot more secure. It's better in the privacy area. Yeah, and that's what they said. DuckDuckGo was better in the privacy area. Yeah, well, as a browser, as a search engine, yes, because they're not holding that data to give to the NSA and just right. give it over freely. Right. They're just not storing it. Now, have you tried uh, Rumble yet? No, I have not. It's equivalent to uh, YouTube, but better. Hmm. You don't have all that bullcrap that YouTube has, and they don't uh, censor anybody. Yep. Unless it's really, really bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has to be really, really bad. Yep. Well, it's kind of like the the new social network parlor. Well, I'm, um, I'm liking that one better than I do Facebook. Yep. Um, there are some things as far as the app that I find that Facebook is better at right now 
that I can easily see where Parlor could surpass them. Yeah, because, you know, Parlor's just starting. You know, right. just started this year. Well, and if I understand, well, if I understand correctly, you had people that were already working on it well before the election crisis came into play. But what got them, you know, on the map was the fact that they refused. Right, they're refusing to censor anybody. Right. And what they're actually using for, they're using for media platforms. Mm Mm-hmm. They guaranteed they're not going to censor anybody. Exactly. But you put the wrong person in charge, yeah, they're going to censor Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's the inevitable future um, because the bad guys are going to in- infiltrate ultimately. And the and good thing I like about Pollard right now is you don't have all these ads. Mm-hmm. Like you do on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well... The reason granted, I know, I know, uh, you have to have ads to uh, pay your bills. I know you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, gotta think about I this. I imagine when they when they get you know more into it, I imagine they're gonna have a lot more ads too. Right, they'll probably have no choice. Right. But you know, one of the reasons why Facebook is free is because you are the um, product. Right. Your data. Everything that you say, your pictures, your posts, your shares, your location, everything, you are the product to the pe- you know, to the actual customers. We're not customers. Right. <coughs> and that's where I think Parler is trying to keep from doing that. Yeah. They want something that... Right, they're trying to create something that is meant to be a complete, meant for a free and open society. Right. Where... And they don't care what country you're from. Right. Oh, wow, we've actually are at 74 minutes. And it, it's actually amazing that, uh, how many people they already got on their, uh, website. Yep. Now, the one thing I don't like is the insistent notifications as fast as it's coming. I think they need to figure out a way to dial it down some. You, you know how you take care of that, don't you? How's that? Turn your notification off. Well, at the same time, there you know, there are some times where you do want that, especially like if you do have people on there that you talk to on a regular basis. Right. Um, now, one thing I would Wait. love to see them do is to build a messenger platform to compete with Facebook Messenger. Well, you, you know, you got to give them time. Look how long it took Facebook to turn that Messenger. Yeah, this is true. So, yeah, we guess you got to give them a little bit of time. Yeah. So, you know, say sometime next year, they'll probably bring that up. Yep. If they even bring one out at all. Yep. But, you know, I think over a period of time, I think we're looking at the new... Uh, social media, especially if they end up splitting at Facebook anyway, it'll probably be right. the nail in the coffin for them. Right. Yeah. Which will leave, which will make room for the new, for the little guys to actually get a chance. Because yeah, yeah. right now, I think the only thing Facebook's good for is the games they got on there. Mm-hmm. I play more Facebook games on there than I do Facebook. Yeah. Of course, yeah, I'll post it with 
as opposed to the people don't like. <laughs> do, you, do you think I care? No. It's just the way I feel that day. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're like me, you'd rather be you know, honest and have a few friends, you know, be real and have a few friends than be fake and have a million friends. You can you can look at your uh, friends list and you can look at my friends list. <coughs> I, friends on mm-hmm. I only got I think I think in total maybe twenty six maybe mm-hmm. is that many. Uh, most of my friends you know, that are on Facebook are people that I've, uh, I don't think there's anybody on there that I have not met personally. I don't. I don't add people that I don't I know. Be one of those, yeah, I ain't gonna sit there and accept a friend's request from somebody from Nigeria or China or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I want to be friends with you if I can touch you face to face? Right. To me, it's kind of like another phone call. Mm-hmm. You know, you get on Facebook, and say, "Hey, what are you doing later? Let's hook up." You know. Yep. <coughs> Well, and that was originally its purpose. It wasn't... I mean, if you watch the social network, you see very clearly that Zuckerberg wanted to create something that was... A, and originally it was, it was actually yeah, exclusive. Yeah, he, he had a fantastic idea. He just... He went about it the wrong way later on. I don't think it was him. I think it was his developers that he hired that's going the wrong way. Yep. Especially, what's that name, what's the guy's name that Justin Timberlake and played? Um, Sean Penn, I think. Uh, the same guy that developed Napster. Yeah. That guy, yeah. Yeah, he has issues. Oh, yeah. Same way with the guy on Twitter, he's got issues. Mm-hmm. Hell, he looks like a Taliban. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he definitely looks like he's got some problems. Yeah, hell, every time I see him, he looks like a stone. Mm-hmm. It's not just me, then. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, his eyes look like they're, you know, blazing red. It looks like either, that's, I've said, either he was stoned, you know, just hardcore stoned, or he's right. been up for, you know, four months coding. Right. One of the two. Until he, he's either stoned or something because of how slow he, you know, reacts with people. Mm-hmm. You see when, um, uh, I think it was his name, Ted Cruz was, uh, getting him a third degree. You see how well he just Yeah. He be real slow. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, you got to think about this. You've got somebody that's very hostile going towards you. You have to think very, very carefully because the wrong, the wrong words are going to cause you a downfall. However, you can, yeah. And Twitter's uh, CEO just could not mentally par with Ted Cruz. No, he couldn't. Neither could Zuckerberg. No. Zuckerberg couldn't either. Well, and Zuckerberg can't. Ted Cruz would have made a damn good president. Yeah. <laughs> From my understanding, he tried to run once. Yeah, he tried to run once, and it was the same, if I remember right, it was the same uh, year. Right. It was the same election that um, you had Herman Cain running. Yeah. 
and they were well no it was before Trump was even trying to run no what well, I'm saying the situation yep what Trump went through mm-hmm they were cheating mm-hmm well and that's what the bad guys do is they intimidate the crap out of everybody and I think that's the reason why he's fighting as hard as he is is he's tired of being intimidated he's tired of being afraid and look at Giuliani. He's mm-hmm. heard of it as well. Mm-hmm. He, he, Giuliani knows what's inside. Yep. He knows that our country literally is literally standing on the cliff. You know, and that's the sad part of it all. You got, what, three people that knows what's in state, but yet you don't have anybody else backing them up. Mm-hmm. Because oh, we're having these, uh, Republicans, they're tired down. Mm-hmm. They, they say that they're getting threats. Mm-hmm. You know, damn well they ain't gonna do nothing to y'all. Well, I don't know. If Hillary has anything to do with it, yeah, mm, there's some there's some meat to those words, because well, you think about true. how many bodies literally ha- literally that Hillary has is responsible for their deaths. I mean, if Hillary's making the threats, yeah, I believe it. But you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's not Hillary that's making the threats, it's Antifa. Right. Antifa's the one that's making the threats. Well, Antifa's just their, you know, another one of their dogs. Right. And did you know, um, I just, I think I heard this the other day, that uh, Antifa was going to have a meeting with Biden, and Biden denied him. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm sorry, no, but... No, it's not. No, it's not, because Antifa's pissed. But maybe it'll, start, it'll show the country their true colors, that these guys aren't actually good guys to begin with, and never were. Everybody knows they weren't good guys. I mean, they're... Everybody knows that Antifa weren't good guys. They're nothing more than a terrorist cell. Yeah, that's all they are. They're just a domestic terrorist group. Yeah, I've I've lost my train of thought. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, especially when you're talking about politics. Yep. Um, what kind of games do you like to play on my computer? On my computer, my all-time favorite is StarCraft. Um, it's a um, it's a strategy game. Right. Um, you can actually get the original StarCraft for free and StarCraft Two for free, mm-hmm. and um, you don't have to pirate or anything. If if I remember, if I think about it, I'll send you a link to it. Um, yeah, that, that's the problem. If you think about it. Yeah. But by the time we get off of here, you probably gonna forget about it. Actually, I'm gonna do that right now. <laughs> You're probably about as bad as my daughter. She thinks it for a few minutes, and a few minutes later, she gets all bad. I'm looking for. Yeah, and you need me to email it to you so you can use it on your computer, right? Oh, you can do it. Because I can get email on my phone or But, um, any other games you like to play besides that? 
Um, StarCraft, at least, is the main one that I play on my computer. Um, SimCity. I'm not a big fan for Sims, but I like SimCity. Well, see, I got something that's similar to Sims called uh, Mega Meganopolis. Mm-hmm. It's kind, of, it's kind of like Sims, but you don't have to deal with people. You just sit there and build a city. You build your airport, you build your building, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Now on my phone, I've been playing a lot of Raid Shadow Legends, and also um, Marvel has a game out that's similar. It's actually made by the same company. Um, what is they call it? They call it Strike Force. And the Strike Force I'm liking because I can literally create my own army. And I'm literally getting the best of the Marvel characters, and you build them up. Like I've even got some in Wolverine right now. Uh, ooh. Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, Call of Duty is usually a. In most places, it's a first-person shooter game on most platforms. Right. World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. I thought. Of, I thought of, World of Warcraft is a massive game, and I'm not talking. Uh, you know, I'm not, and I'm not joking. It is massive. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. On steroids. It, no, what I'm what saying. About Diablo. Do you like that game? I haven't played that one yet. It's supposed to be a lot similar to StarCraft. But StarCraft, I think the reason why I like it is the sci-fi theme. Because you get to be one of three races. Either human, Protoss, or Zerg. And you're building an army. And if you do the campaign, there's a whole storyline that you have to follow through in different missions and so forth. But each of the different races of characters... As far as your army have pros and cons, it really gets interesting, right. and that's actually a good. That's one of my favorite land party games. What about this Overwatch? I haven't played that one yet. Let's see, the only thing, I, the only reason why I would want to put this on my phone is because it's probably going to play my battery like crazy. Well, uh, most of these I don't think can play on the phone. That these are. Um, Windows executables only. Right. Now, uh, to play anything on Blizzard, you'll need, like, um, you'll have to install the client and then create you a free account. Right. And then it'll let you install the, you know, the free software. Right. Um, but I would encourage you start with the first StarCraft. Yeah. Um, the that graphics are very... Huh? That way I can well, it's that, and so you get a better background of the story because there's oh, yeah. a lot in the story. And you know, that, that's just it. Is usually when I play a game like that, I don't read through all the crap. I just play. Mm-hmm. Well, the idea is that you know the main reason why the story is important is so you can understand the pros and cons of each race. Like for example, the Zerg can build at an extraordinarily fast rate. However, they're not particularly fast. Right. 
the um, but um, or not not particularly strong, should I say? But they but you can build very very quickly. Um, my favorite to play is the Protoss. Um, some of their weaponry is just fantastic. Um, but you want to play the campaigns so that you can get used to the different types of characters and the different types of soldiers that you can use. Right. Now, have you ever played that uh, Black Ops? No, not yet. Eh, I don't know if you would like it or not because you know, it's a military game. Mm. Well, know, the, it's still a strategy game, but you got to deal with your fans yeah. Well, my favorite, um, my favorite, you know, RTS game is a game from 2000 called Unreal Tournament. Now they've made a couple renditions since then of it, but I like the original Unreal Tournament best of all. I feel like that the um, as it got bit as it as they got bigger, they started making their code sloppier and sloppier. But the original Unreal Tournament uh, Game of the Year edition, that was a very unique game. Well, you know, since I'm not in a relationship anymore, I'm thinking about getting back in the game. (laughs) Yeah. Well... That way I have something to do. Yeah. Well... Starcraft is a good start, you know, getting back into gaming because that way you can work on strategy. <coughs> and strategy games to me are, you know, the best. Right. But, you know, every once in a while you got to have some silly games just to break the thinking part out. Yep. Oh, that's where Angry Birds what? comes into play. Yeah. What's, what's the most serious game you actually have played? The, the most serious game I play? No, the silliest. The silliest? Yeah, well, you don't have to um, that would probably be my Dragon Ball Z on my phone. Uh, I figured you would have said uh, uh, Pokemon. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I do occasionally play Pokemon. Not as much as I used to. And one of the things I like with Pokemon is um, when I'm playing it, you know, when I'm walking around at work, all my steps count, and they let me cat, you know, hatch eggs pretty quickly. Right. I heard they finally fixed it where you didn't have to do that. Oh no, it still counts your steps, but it, you know, it allows you to hatch them faster when you. The thing with um, what they fixed was made it to where you don't have to have Pokemon open while you're walking around. You can actually let it use Adventure Sync, and it'll synchronize with Google Fit. And actually what pull your data in. Well, that and uh, it keeps people from wrecking the cars or running into things. Yep. Supposedly. Yep. <coughs> all right. You know how when it first started, people started going downtown and all that. Mm-hmm. Trying to search for a Pokemon ball. Yep. Well, from my from my understanding now is you don't have to do that. Well, no, you still yeah you, know, you still got to visit the stops and so forth. The thing with well, you the you have to visit the stars, but you don't, don't have to sit there and like go downtown to do it. Uh, yeah, you, you do. 
No, you can't really do it in your own house yet. Alright. I'm not, you know, unless they've got an update that I'm not familiar with. Um, what kind of apps do you have on your phone? I've got a whole bunch. Uh, Anchor's one of them, which that's our main platform that we use. Uh, of course, I have you know the standard Facebook and Messenger and all that and Parler. Um, I use a program called Umail for my voicemail system um, because it allows me to customize my greeting in a unique way, but it also allows me to um, not have to dial in to listen to voicemails. It actually acts like an app where I can. I can even download the individual voicemails on my phone as a fo as an actual sound file. So it ca that comes in real handy. Like if someone were to leave me a very threatening message, guess what? I can actually send that, you know, email that straight to an attorney or whatever. Um, remind me at some point. I'll I'll teach you about it. And it also, uh, your greetings can be absolutely hilarious with it. Yeah, and I know you got Google Pay on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Google Pay is actually a fantastic tool. Right. One that I do advocate using. As long as, as long as you can trust it. Yep. Well, as far as I can tell, and you know me, I'm, you know, I... I sit there and test the crap out of stuff, and I use Wireshark, and I listen on the network traffic. Well, and know, if you being a tech guy, that's what you got to do. You got to test it out. Yep. That way you can market it. Yep. Or promote it. Right, because I'm not going to recommend. I personally will not recommend something that I haven't tested and said, "Yeah, this is good." Right. <coughs> you test it and say it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time I actually use the Google Chrome, but that's mainly because of the fact that if I bookmark it in uh, Google Chrome on my phone, I can book, you know, pull it up on my you know, computer very easily. Right, right. And it makes... And that's basically the only browser I use. Now, I have seen a lot of people... And I've seen a lot of people that will use Edge or use Firefox on the phone. and Or if you're using an iPhone, you pretty much are stuck to Safari. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I don't own and I, and I don't run iOS products, period. I mean, yet. Yeah. I just, I don't find them very safe. Microsoft Edge. Mm -hmm. You use the, uh, the Word app on it on your phone. Um, I do have Word installed. I don't use it very often, other than to view a Word document. I occasionally I'll type it using Dex, but uh, most of the time, if it's on my phone, it's I'm using it for viewing purposes. Yes. Right. Well, we've been on the air for 96 minutes. Don't. Alright, no. We gotta make up some time anyway. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm gonna have to call it. I'm gonna actually have to call it for the night. Are we getting tired? Yeah, I'm getting.
getting tired and I've got to get up early in the morning. Um, you go. Get I get up early. I got to get up earlier than you. I know. I know you do, but I've got to get up earlier than I normally do. So <laughs> I've got to wind down, and uh, you know how that crap goes. So when are you out of work quarantine? Uh, I should be returning back to work on the twenty third. Yeah. <laughs> Two days before Christmas. Yep. Well, so, I don't know how we're going to work you, that all up. Uh, we're just having to hang on the skin of our you know, teeth. Thankful that. Basically, you're using your wife's money. Basically. We're having to. That's the only choice we got. Yeah, you're having to, you're having to stretch that out. Yeah. Oh, get this. My. Uh, Oldest daughter. Uh-huh. You know what she did yesterday? What's that? She actually bought us. She actually bought us groceries. Oh wow. Okay. I was like, okay. What's the catch? You usually don't do anything unless there's a catch. Yeah. <laughs> and she just did it. She just did it. Well, that's awesome. That she wanted to get away from the kid. Yeah. She said her kid's driving her nuts. Well, yeah, and. He's what? A year? Oh, yeah. Uh, he'll turn uh, uh, two years old next month. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's going by fast. But uh, he had a, she had a bottle of that um, hand sanitizer. Mm hmm. He poured it out all over the floor. Oh, no. Yeah. I bet you she was re yeah, ready to pull her hair out. She was ready to strangle somebody. <laughs> I'm like, well, you need to come down here more often and that way you can get away from them. Or bring yep. them with you so I can do it. Yep. Well, folks, I think that's you know, all we're going to have tonight on Arkansas Chatters. Uh, we will see you next week. Y'all have a... Y'all have a... Tomorrow. Yeah, if we get a little time, I will. I've got... Tomorrow morning, I know we're going to be booked. Um, I'm talking about, you know, later on that evening. Yeah. Maybe we can do a little more to catch, do some catch-up. Yeah, we might try to do a bonus episode. Alright, well, I will, I will catch you tomorrow, alright? Alright, and recording. All right.